I've explained to you before that we've got to bear in mind when we're learning Gomorrah that in that time, they didn't have an art scroll sidur to go to and figure out what to, what to say and what to do. They didn't even have a shulchan aruch. They didn't have. Uh, there was no there was no body of of halacha. Halacha was in the making. So when we're learning Gomorrah, we're actually learning the process of creating and establishing what the halacha is in all these different areas. And it's important to appreciate that in as as one learns Gomorrah, particularly in what we learned this morning. So I'll learn the Gemara with you first, and then uh, we'll talk about it. It's a very strange piece of Gemara. Um, the Gemara is at the top of Kufdala Damud Beis. Ula ikla le Pumpedita. Ula came to Pumpedita. Ula was an, was an early Amora of uh, Eretz Israel, and he used to often come. He was one of those people I've mentioned to you before who was a link between Israel and Babel and Babylon and Babel. He used to travel backwards and forwards, and he used to carry the Torah from one place to the other. Omale Rav Yehuda Rav Yitzchak Rav Yehuda, who was the Rosh Yeshiva of Pumpedita, says to his son Rav Yitzchak, "Zil amtile kalkala de peri v'chazi hechi avdil." Take take Ula a basket of fruit on Motzei Shabbos to say Shalom Aleichem to him, and watch how he makes Havdola, and come back and tell me. Loi Azal. Rabbi Yitzchak thought this is too, too much trouble. Shodale la so he called his friend Abaye, said, you go and take the fruit to Ula, and see how he, how he makes Havdola. Kiat Abaye, when Abaye came back, came back, Omale Rabbi Yitzchak said to him, Hechi Omar, what did he say? Omale Boruch HaMavdi Ben Kodesh Luchol. Um, he, he, uh, he said, what he said was, Baruch HaMavdil and Kodesh Lechol, that's all he said. Omar Vatulo, he said, is that all? Atul HaKameh Davua, he came to his father, Rav Yehuda. Omar LeHechi Omar, so Rav Yehuda says to his son, so what did, how did Ula make Avdola? Omar LeAnaloy Azli, he said, as a matter of fact, I didn't go. Ana Shadrite LaAbaya, I sent Abaya to go. Omar LeAmavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol, and he said to me that, that Ula said, HaMavdil Ben Kodesh Lechol. Omale, so Rav Yehuda says to his son, Rav Rav Revenute Demar, Vesarute Demar, Garmele Lamar Delote Mishmaitzamipume. Your arrogance and, and sense of superiority has resulted that this halacha will never be said in your name. It can be said in Abaya's name, no, it could have been you. What a difficult Gemara. It's just a story, but it's such a difficult Gemara. Firstly, if you want to know what Ula does, ask him. <laughs> You have to go and send a basket of fruit and send his son to watch and see what he does. And, um, and the terrible thing, so Rav Yitzchak says, Abai, is that such a terrible thing? And Rav Yehuda then says, and then the Shmai, so the, the thing won't be in your name, it'll be in, in Abai's name. Is that really important? Is it about ego? Is it about whose name it's in? And, um, and just the, the whole thing is, is, is rather strange. But if we understand the, the context, it gets a, li- a little bit clearer. And it, it goes back to the uh, Gemara at the bo- bottom of the previous Amud, of Kuf Gimel Amud Beis, where the Gemara there is discussing the various different forms of Havdola. We say, We say three things, three Mavdils. Holy and, and secular, light and day between the Jew and the, and the non-Jewish world. And, and then we go on with, with it. And the Gemara is talking, do you need to say three? Should you say seven Havdalot? There's, there's a longer version of Havdalah. And then the Gemara says, 
Um, not saying the name of Rav. Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol is the Havdola of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Just to say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lechol. That's it. That's what Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi used to say. That's the, the, that shortened verse. So now we know that. We, th- there are a few more things that we need to know about these personalities. Firstly, Ulo is the person who said, Miyom Shecharov Beis Hamikdash, Einlo Lakadosh Baruch Hu, Elo Arbo Amashel Halacha Bovad. From the time the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, all Hashem is, has and is concerned about and where Hashem's presence is. If you want to find Hashem, you won't find Him at the Kosel and you won't find Him at the Mara Samach You'll find Him in the four Amos of Halacha, which means you'll find Him around yourself when you're living a Halachic life. That's where you find the Rebbe Shalom. You don't have to go looking elsewhere. There's no Beis Hamikdash, there's no Mishkan. You want the Rebbe Shalom, you'll find it in the Arba Amos. The, uh, the six feet or the two meters that we have to distance from one another in that to me, that's where you'll find the Rebbeinu Shalom. In your own Arba Amis, if you're living a halachic life. That's Ula. So Ula is a big Baal Halacha when we get that. Second thing is um, that we've got um, Rav, who's, uh, we've got Rav Yehuda, who hears, we've got him twice. We've got him at the bottom of the previous Omud where he says, this is what Rav Yehuda Anosi used to say, the small, the short Halacha. What we need, need to know is that, that Rav Yehuda, there is a Rashi in Chulin, which I quote in the, in the, in the source sheets there, where Stama Shmaitzer de Rav, whenever it just says Rav said, but Dari Batroi, in the later generations, Rav Yehuda have a Omaluhu Bevei Medrosha. It's Rav Yehuda who conveyed those memories of Rav. So Rav and Shmuel, a fortune of Gomorrah is Rav and Shmuel. A lot of, a lot of it comes from Rav and Shmuel. But Rav comes from Rav Yehuda. We, we wouldn't have known what Rav said if it wasn't for Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda was the person who took note of what Rav said, learned what Rav said, remembered what Rav said, and taught him he was a Talmud of Rav. And Rav and Shmuel, the, 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 the Rav was a Talmud of, of uh, it goes back to Rav Yehuda Hanosi. That's why Rav Yehuda says, yeah, Rav Yehuda, Omar, Omar, Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav. Rav Yehuda says in the name of his Rebbe, Rav, and Rav's Rebbe was Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi. So the same comes down from Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi. So we're getting an idea that now there are all these different versions of Havdola, and Rabbi Yehuda wants to know what Ula does because Ula is a Talmud of Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan is a Talmud of, of Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi. Now Rabbi Yehuda has already told us what Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi does. So, so you know what Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi says. Rabbi Yehuda Hanosi says the short version. That's all you have to say for Avdala. So what, what's all this about? It seems from the Maram Chalava, Maram Chalava is a, a, a Spanish um, Rishon, 14th century I think he was, a fairly late Rishon, um, a Baal Haloche. We don't have much from him. He was a Talmud of the Rashbo's son, so he's got the Rashbo's tradition, and here he actually quotes from the Chuvas Rashbo. Uh, we have a few Chuvas of his, and we have his parish on Psochim. That's one of the only things we have from the Maram Chalavan. It's a wonderful piece of work. And he says here, and we'll, we'll be able to deduce from him what's really going on here. He says, Mashma, um, we can hear from, we can learn from this Gemara Lichayra that Hadam this which we learned on the previous Omud, that Rabbi Yudha Anosi used to just say, Hamavdi ben Kodesh Lechol. 
Af leheter achile ke'ama, that's even good enough to eat. So Havdola, in addition to being what we say at the end of Shabbos, and we've talked about it, we talked about it last night, we talked about it yesterday morning, the importance of Havdola, but it's also matir, it's matir two things. It allows two things to take place that previously were not allowed. That is, you can eat and you can do melacha from the time that, from after Shkia, you can't start eating and you can't start doing melacha unless you've made Havdola. So Havdola is a matir. The question now is not just ideally what Havdola, what the version of Havdola is. By the way, something else about Rav Yehuda is, he's a composer. Not a composer of music, but a composer of tefillahs. He wrote a lot of the tefillahs that we have. So we get an understanding of why he's so interested. The Sheva Brochas were composed by Rav, Yehuda, by Rav Yehuda. We talked about the Sheva Brochas yesterday. The Sheva Brochas were composed by Rav Yehuda. The Kiddush Levana that we say every month is composed by Rav Yehuda. So he's a composer of tefillah. So he wants to know what, how are we going to compose the, the version of Havdalah, which will be for the, for the time to come. That in, in you know, 1,500 years later, you'll open an art scroll, Siddur, and there you'll see the, the standard version of Havdalah. What will it be? Rabbi Yehuda is trying to set it up. So he wants to know from, from, from Ula. Says that Maram Chalave, you see from this that he set up that... When, when we're told, when Rabbi Yehuda said on the previous Omud, Rabbi Yehuda Hanossi says, Mavdim in Lechol is enough, that that's even to allow you to eat. It, it, that's, that's also good enough. The Maram Chalava goes on to say that, but our minag is to say a full Havdala before you eat. However, says the Maram Chalava, just to do Melochi, you want to turn the lights on, you can say, Mavdim in Lechol, that's already a Havdala. So for eating, we need a full Havdala the way we do it today. But for a melacha, you can just say the shortened version, Amavdi ben Kodesh Lechol. But Rav Yudah wanted to know what, what, Ula, what Ula does and what Rabbi Yudah Anossi really meant. Now, we, again, the question, but we know what Rabbi Yudah Anossi said. You, Rabbi Yudah, have told us in the name of Rav exactly what Rabbi Yudah Anossi said. So what's Ula going to tell us that we don't know already? So we see from Maram Chalava what he's interested in. This that Rabbi Yudah Anossi said, that Rav taught us, that it's enough to say, Baruch HaMavdi Ben Kodesh Lechol, is that just to do melochas, or is that to eat? What's the best way to find out? Find the Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. So we've got Ula, who's a Talmud of, of Rabbi Yochanan, who's a Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, and take him something to eat as soon as Shabbos is out, before he's had a time to make Havdola, and see what he does before he eats. So again comes the question, why not Ask him, why, why do you have to go through this whole charade of taking him the fruits to, to see what he does? So I think there are a few reasons for that. The one is, when, when you ask a, a posek something, he's thinking, there are all sorts of things going through his mind, as they have to. What, how will people understand it? How will it be quoted? Where will it be? What will the media say about it? You've got to be careful what you say. As Romeo Soloveitchik once said to me, he heard from his father from the Briskarov, tradition in the Briska family when I was asking why so little is published. The Briska of one little safer. And he said, not everything you think do you have to say. And of what you say, not everything you say do you have to write. And of what you write, not everything you write do you have to publish. So you publish, is this, is this the lesson? So when a Pesach is giving a psak, he's got to think of all these things in years to come. How are people going to understand it? How are they going to interpret it? So so Rav Yehuda says, I want to see what Ula does, not what he says. So we see how he lives. He's Arba Amushel Halacha. He's the one who said, Let me see what Rabbi Yehuda, what Ula does in the situation. 
And secondly, when, he, when you're passing, you might give the, the lighter version for somebody. You're passing it for somebody else, you might give them the lightest version possible, but you yourself do things more stringently. Says, says Rav Yehuda, I want to see what he does, not what he tells us to do. What does he do for himself? How does he live his life? I want to watch what he lives his life. And I think there's a third idea here too. My son-in-law, who's a, although he's in Washington, is a member of our shir. Every single day he listens to the shir and he comments about the shir, his questions about the shir. And, uh, and he sent me one of these little clips of, of um, Reb Melech Biederman. You know, they go around. He's a Hasidish Talmud Chochem in Bnei Brach. Beautiful man, beautiful t- little talks he gives. And they send them around. And he sent a little one on the parasha where he brings a medrash where Hashem says to Moshe, look, the Bnei Yisrael raid, go down. Your people have become corrupt. They've destroyed, they're dancing around an eagle, they're saying, this is your God. Moshe says, oh, okay, but you know, have, have Rachmanus on them. He comes down the mountain, he sees them dancing around, he throws the, the luchas down. Says the Medrash, but Hashem's told you already. Why are you getting angry now? Why didn't you get angry when Hashem tells you? And the Medrash says to teach Derech that no matter what your source of information is, you don't act on it unless you see it yourself. Doesn't matter. Even the Rebbein Yishlam himself tells you something secondhand. You don't act on it. Imagine what would happen if the, if the world operated that way. The, the newspapers and all these people would certainly be out of business. People not, I'm not interested in what, in, in what you're telling me happened. I want to see for myself. And we know from the advertisers, an advertisement, you're not going to change human behavior by telling somebody, I, I make the best car in the world. I make the best this and that. Nothing's going to happen. You've got to show it to people. And they're going to see it because that's the power of seeing. Says, says Rav Yehuda to his son, Rav Yehuda, I want you to see Ula. I don't want you to ask Ula, I want you to see Ula. I remember my father telling me that on his first trip to Eretz Israel after the war, it must have been in 1956 or something like that, and he came to Eretz Israel, and on the way back, he was going towards the airport, he stopped with his, at his great uncle, Rebelia Lopian, to say goodbye to him. Rebelia said to him, have you seen Rebisa Zalman? And my father said, no, I haven't seen Rebisa Zalman. He said, see Rebisa Zalman before you go. My father says, I'm on the way, here's the, the cab, we're on the way to the airport. He said, I'm not asking you to speak to Rabbi Suzalman. I'm asking you just to go and have a look at him. Because your life will never be the same if you just see him. And it's one of my father's great regrets that because of time he didn't do that. And Rabbi Suzalman passed away after that. Sometimes just to see a, a living Shulchan Aruch, to see somebody living the Torah, that has a different... And he wanted it for his son. I want you to see Ula. Don't go and ask him a question. I want you to see him. And you come back, and then you be the one who articulates the halacha. Not Ula. You have an opportunity to be part of the discussion and the debate and the evolution that people will say, Rav Yitzchak by Rav Yehuda says that this is how you say Avdala, because I saw Ula do it. And you missed that opportunity. What a tragedy that my son missed that opportunity. May you get some kind of an idea of these personalities and how halacha develops and unfolds and how important all these, uh, uh, all, all these interactions are.